Welcome back to Normies Like Us, the podcast that reminds you it's hip to be square. Today we talk one of the legendary Toms of Hollywood, where he was plucked out of a band of brothers, became a nemesis, and uh, survived a revenant encounter. Finally, surviving the wasteland is Mad Max himself. We're talking Tom Hardy on Normies Like Us. My name is Max. My voice of echo from Tyler after yours has faded. You really adopted the dark. I was born in it, molded by it. God give it. God take it away. <laughs> if you pull that trigger, right, you pull that trigger for a fucking honorable reason. Like an honorable man, not like some fucking civilian that does not understand the wicked way of our world, mate. Welcome back. That's right. You heard it up top, folks. We are talking the fifth most famous Tom in Hollywood. We could have chosen Cruz, Hanks, Selleck, many of the overrated. other ones. Overrated. We Passed their prime. <laughs> that's right. We, we got the contemporary, the number one alpha Tom, Tom Hardy. And Tom Holland? No. Tom Hardy. <laughs> that's right. He starts with the TH, but, <laughs> but I mean, at yeah, least Tom's he's not a Chris, right? That's right. The one time to rule them all. It's not a Chris. So, uh, as always, uh, you are joined by your host, Mike Hardy. Uh, Joe Hardy. And Cobb Hardy. Yeah, the Hardy boys. Let's go. Hardy boys. <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think this might be our most random topic ever for an episode. Yeah. But uh, We could have we done know, Legends we, on the Hardy boys, which would have made more sense <laughs> than, than WWE. Tom no, Hardy. Yeah. Tom Hardy, great actor. Um, I think the reason we picked him, right, is uh, we're all huge fans, uh, especially me. Um, But, you know, I it's been kind of a running joke for with us for like the last couple of years because I was always, you know, I was always a big fan of Tom Hardy. And then I would talk him up. And then anytime someone was talking about some other acting or something, I would say like, well, he's no Tom Hardy. And it just kind of became a running joke. Right. Yeah. And then uh, as this week was coming up, you know, we're about to hit a stride here where there's a lot of new stuff coming out, you know, Fast 9 on the horizon. Um, but it, we were a little bit strapped for an idea and we were like, you know, we haven't done a Legends episode. So uh, we went with the old uh, Jacob Standby, Best Tom, Tom Hardy, even Tom Hiddleston, Tom. another Tom H. <laughs> Get out of here, man. No. Yeah. He's crap. Yeah. Uh, and does Tom Hardy have any new movies coming out or anything to connect this to? No, but uh, <laughs> coming out this year, matter. we did we get uh, a little bit of go with the trailer for Venom Two. So we're gonna. Oh, that's true. Yeah. yeah, Venom Two. So we're just preempting that it's by very giving you topical. A, <laughs> very topical. So it was on the top of our minds. So uh, that's we're right. gonna just jump into it here. We're gonna talk about uh, some of our favorite uh, roles that Tom Hardy has uh, graced the screen with. So let's. Um, Get our symbiotes, uh, hit the desert road, and fly on to space and uh, do this thing. Tom Hardy coming up next. Hell yeah. If there's no love, there's no life. Surrounded by this life's and lies. In this world, I hold my wife to my chest in the night. I press her face close to mine. Wipe the tears from my eyes. I don't need to see my baby cry. You hold my hand, I hold it tight as I can. These are memories to die for. This would be a difficult episode for you to come up with. For you. <laughs> He's, he's like his bane is like a confused Sherlock Holmes. Like he doesn't really know what he's saying or yeah. what he's doing until like halfway through a sentence. Yeah, he's he's got to buy time. Yeah, yeah. He's not a mastermind until like he has to get the gears going, and then it then he gets there. smart. Yeah, right. But he yeah, his warm up time. Oh, definitely. No one cared who I was till I put on the mask. 
Besides Jim Carrey. Yeah, very good. Could have done a mask episode <laughs> as well. well. That's true. But yeah, we're back. We're talking Tom Hardy, as we said at the top. You know, Tom Hardy. <laughs> greatest episode. We know, we know. You guys have been requesting it. Um, before we <laughs> got a lot of requests. Written. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> There's so many requests. Been flooding the Twitter, everybody. Uh, kind of an interesting character, though. Get a little bit of his background in before we kind of dive in and just talk some of our favorite roles. You know, had a weird kind of career trajectory. Sort of started out as a model. Uh, not a lot of people know this. Like, he was on a British modeling TV show that he won, mm. like, a modeling contract. and I didn't know that. Yeah, he did it. Okay. some weird stuff. Uh, but most people kind of first saw him in Band of Brothers, then Black Hawk Down, and then moving into Star Trek Nemesis. And that's kind of where the ball that's gets right. rolling. Uh, after that, you know, he has a period where he's dealing with uh, drug and alcohol addiction to where he, you know, eventually gets sober. Now he does a lot of work with charities for that kind of stuff kind of helping people out um but a, a kind of a weird uh, roller coaster but i think after that point he gets some of his more more memorable roles the roles that have kind of made him famous the dark knights the mad max is the uh alfie solomon's venom, venom of course yeah. so uh yeah it, interesting venom. guy for sure a very private guy uh, plays a lot of villains but from what i can gather mostly seems like a pretty solid you know likable down-to-earth dude more or less so tom hardy yeah um I mean, for me, you know, I'm I'm a huge Tom Hardy fan, probably more than you guys. You guys are just kind of going along with it, <laughs> and I appreciate that. Um, I don't know if he's my favorite actor, but he's definitely one of my favorite actors. And I think the, the main reason why I like him so much is that at some point, he just decided he's going to do, like, a different insane accent in, like, every movie. And uh, that's what he does, and that's why I love him. So, you know, I'm excited to talk about him. Yeah, well, I... I you don't speak for me, first of all. I do love Tom Hardy. Maybe not as much as you. But I do think he's he, he's weirdly, like, rated, right? Like, people like him. But I do think yeah. his talent is really undersold. Sometimes it's a combination of, like, a Star Trek nemesis or a Venom, depending on what you thought about those movies. But he always is giving, like, 110%. And I really... 125% yeah. even. And I really appreciate... Like I said, it's a weird accent, but it's like... You could totally lose him in these roles, and, and I really appreciate that about him. Joe, what is, yeah, I mean, he's oh, yeah. kind of a... Oh, sorry. Yeah, I'm just going to say he's kind of like a, almost like a Nicolas Cage type actor where he can be totally crazy and stuff, or he can be more, you know, straight man, but anytime he's in something, it just kind of elevates it for me. Um, but what do you think, Joe? Yeah. He, he does have, to me, like what I'll call the, the Schwarzenegger effect, where... You know, like, like think about a movie like Jingle All the Way, where Schwarzenegger just plays like a dad. I find that so unbelievable. If if Tom Hardy is in a yeah. movie, I assume it's going to be like some sort of crazy movie. It's not going to be like a, right. a rom com of the week type thing. It's like no, it's going to be your your Venoms or your Star Treks. He's going to have a crazy accent. Even something like Bronson, like it's going to be totally. You're, like Tom Hardy's not a guy I would imagine just like running into in the real world ever. Like he has that kind of, I don't know. Like if he's in a movie, it's a blockbuster movie. And Joe, you're you're totally right about that. He was in one uh, rom com called This Means War with uh, Reese Witherspoon and Chris Pine. It was kind of like a love triangle thing. And I didn't believe him in that because I just don't believe that he could be like a normal guy in a rom-com. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. (laughs) No, it's too normal. It's got to be weird if it's Tom Hardy. That's like the one thing about him. 
Yeah. And yeah. it's funny that you mentioned Schwarzenegger because in Jingle All the Way, it is, it's extra funny because he kind of, he always has the same accent in, in movies, right? He has this Austrian accent. So when he's just playing a normal dad in Jingle All the Way, it's like super weird that he's like this giant, muscular uh, Austrian guy. <laughs> but uh, that's yeah. why we love him. Yeah. It's like with Tom Hardy too, he'll get a role like it's maybe doesn't have an accent on the page, but he'll just like decide this is what I'm doing. (laughs) And it's just, that's it. You know, I'm just going to like mumble or something. Yeah. It'll be fine. Yeah. What's a weird affect that this character could have? And it's, it's fun. You know, it's like he really is kind of magnetic, whether it's in venom where he's this goofball reporter from San Francisco with a New York accent. I don't know, but it's, uh, you you can't help, but kind of, kind of dig the guy. He's, he's got a lot of charisma and I think a lot of talent. So, uh, and I want to mention Venom specifically because, you know, a couple of years ago, Venom came out, right? And we were, before it came out, you know, we were all talking about it. And Joe was just like, oh, it's going to be so bad. It's going to be. And I was like, I, had, would, I would have no interest in this movie except for the fact that Tom Hardy is in it. And when I saw the trailer and saw what he was doing in that role, I was like, okay, I need to see this because he just looks so insane. It's like he's in a different movie than everyone else. And Look, uh, it's yeah. just... <laughs> I feel like we have to just start with Venom then. Yeah, like uh, he, in that movie, and I feel like this is like a through line of Tom Hardy. He's just in a different movie than everyone else. Like he is playing like a slapstick Mm. comedy when everyone else is doing like a edgy, serious superhero movie. I mean, the same thing with like Star Trek Nemesis. Like he is in his own version of Hamlet or something like that. And everyone else is like in a Star Trek movie. <laughs> yeah. He just he's never gonna be doing what everyone else is doing, which is I think what makes all of his performances so memorable. I can't fight what I am, yeah. <laughs> totally. And uh, you know, Venom, I would agree with you, would be it would be just a run of the mill bad movie if not for Tom Hardy elevating it into almost like a so bad it's good type of movie because he's just so off the wall in that movie. Now you put one of the Hollywood Chris's in there and it's just, it's not going to be the same. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. (laughs) Right. Yeah. So Venom was kind of his big solo superhero thing yet to make it into the MCU per se, like those other Tom H's shakes fist, right? right? And let Tom Hardy in there. Well, eventually with the, who knows what's going on with the multiverse stuff. We might, we might get Tom Hardy's Venom in the MCU, which would be cool. I would love to see him running around with Tom Hiddleston trying to take the crown for <laughs> best Tom H. Tom H versus Tom H. Yeah. That's right. Loki, get out of here. Makes total sense. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Right. And Tom Holland, Spider-Man. Yeah, the battle of the Tom H's. Let's go. But I did want to ask, maybe we could just go around, you know, with Venom's his latest big thing. Um, Jacob, you know, as your favorite actor, ever <laughs> what's yes. your favorite tom hardy project if it's not venom uh, then what would it be that's a hard question because you know i love him in in everything but um for me honestly it it might have to be um the dark knight rises because i don't okay, okay i don't think that's a good movie and i know how joe feels about that movie it's definitely not you know it's a huge step down from the dark knight right i think the dark knight is like as close to like a masterpiece as like a, a Batman movie could be mm-hmm. dark Knight rises is not very good, but ba- his performance as Bane in that movie is like an instant classic for me. And it might not be like accurate to Bane in the comics, but it's to me, it's just like, it makes that movie watchable. So anytime he's on screen, it's like interesting. And then when he's not on screen, like 
it kind of sucks. But like, I literally like the the first scene with him in the airplane with Littlefinger, the CIA guy. Mm-hmm. I know that scene. Like, I could recite that scene line for line because it's just so. I mean, it's almost like a meme, but it's just so. It's such a good scene for me, and I just you know. Every every line reading that he does in that movie is just incredible as Bane, and I don't care if you know you can't understand what he's saying. I just love it. So <laughs> that's my. Take he's just on out Bane. here monologuing in that movie. Like all he does is <laughs> monologue. They give him so much scenery yeah. to chew. He's got so many classic lines. You know, uh, it's just it's it's incredible. I'm just so trying, definitely. Yeah. Oh, I'm just saying. I'm trying to imagine his Bane like training in the league of shadows that you know he's like talking about that it's like what were you doing there i mean it makes no sense i mean he doesn't have the uh he doesn't have the the juice that makes him stronger or anything like that and it like it's not accurate like yeah and vane's (laughs) also supposed to be like a super smart like genius as well but Mm -hmm. he's not really in this movie he's just like a guy and at the end we realize that he's kind of just a um a decoy for the real villain which is uh you know talia al ghul Mm -hmm. but uh it's just so funny and like when he comes in you know when the the football stadium scene he has a little speech like it's great how can you not love him he's got so many on the field i just imagine him like training being like the weather hmm looks like (laughs) Rain there could be. I don't know why I'm making him like Yoda, but like in my head, that is how he is. He's like, like he a just metal Yoda. Talking and he'll like yeah. tie it back into some sort of like big metaphor for justice or or whatever. It's like, yeah, hey, welcome to McDonald's. How can I help you? What is a hamburger? <laughs> Two pieces of bread. Right. And a meat in the middle. I mean, <laughs> okay. He's instantly iconic. I mean, his voice, I don't know if him and Christopher Nolan like talked about that voice beforehand or if he just showed up and started doing that and Christopher Nolan I would was imagine, just like... <laughs> yeah, I would imagine that's how it went, man. I imagine that's how it goes every time you ask Tom Hardy to be in anything. Because he just shows up and he's like, oh, yeah. hi, I'm Tom Hardy. I'm going to read for this role. And then like morphs into like, oh, I just decided this is going to be like, Someone who is Scottish but raised in New York, so they have kind of like a little bit of twang for both. But now they moved to Alabama, so you got to kind of got mix that into like, okay, Tom, whatever you yeah. say. Yeah, when he was seven, so his throats. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I just love actors when they do like crazy accents, and sometimes it doesn't work. But um, you know, Tom Hardy's the king of just doing weird accents, right? Yeah. So for Bane, I agree, a very iconic Tom Hardy role, and. Not the best Batman movie, but you can't follow up Dark Knight, but it does have... But he elevates it, He I elevates it. It's, it's... And, like, like... Every scene he's in, like you said, you can't take your eyes yeah. off him. And, yeah, that's kind of what he does. And Heath Ledger as the Joker, obviously iconic, and that movie's great, but I think Bane is equally iconic, the Tom Hardy Bane. Like, you can never top that to me. Slightly more meme but very iconic. Yeah, yeah for sure. Yeah. And while the comic book was brains and brawn and we don't really get that tom hardy's version of bane is like definitely something that uh people are going to remember for a long time so that's a that's a good choice he's like a yoked socrates If I had to like my my thesis of this podcast, I guess is uh, Tom Hardy is the king of being good in movies that I don't like. So yeah, Dark Knight Rises, Star mm. Trek Nemesis, Venom, 
you can pick any one of those as my favorite sure. of his because it's like, yeah, none of those are movies that I like, but I enjoy his performance in each one of them. Um, Mike, I'm not going to steal your thunder because I have a pretty obvious idea Thank of what you. yours is going to be. So we'll get there. I know there. what Mike's going to pick. Yeah. 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 Um, <laughs> that's a great movie. Thank you. I like calling back to something like Bronson. Have you guys ever seen Bronson? It was like a real film school. Bronson kid was movie. the first movie. Yeah, that was the first movie when I saw him in that. I was like, oh shit, this guy's like a great actor. Yeah. Like 2008. I think that was the first one where I was like, okay, that's Tom Hardy. Like everything I had seen him in before, he was just like some dude. And then it was like, yeah, that was the probably the birth of the accents. I'm like, I don't know, that was stylish. I like that he picks like projects you wouldn't expect him to pick and then does something weird. Mm, yeah, 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 and the thing I like about him also is that he could be like a typical leading man. Like he's a good-looking guy. Like he could very easily be like a Chris Pine or something like that. And he was in a movie with Chris Pine, but um, he doesn't do that most of the time. He picks weird choices and a lot of villains, like you said, and just a lot of like eccentric characters and art movies and just different things that you wouldn't expect him to do. Yeah, yeah, and I have not seen Bronson, but I know like he's done this a lot. It's like he got super jacked for that movie, just like he did for Bane, just like he did for warrior. Like he, he kind of does that body transformation thing. He really inhabits the role of Bronson. Like he studied the actual criminal that he was portraying and would like talk right. to him. And even that guy was like impressed with the effort and like, well, I haven't seen it. You know, I saw some of these interviews and like, he's mm-hmm. definitely dedicated and he does make interesting choices. And I think that's maybe what's cited as what really, Put him on the radar as a transcendent kind of talent or more more unique than, you know, Black totally. Hawk Down as soldier number 32, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Is it, uh, is it my time then to throw my my favorite? I think so, yeah. Tom Hardy. Do it to it. Here's, I know exactly what you're going to pick. But I think, yeah, everyone knows exactly it. what I'm going to pick. My favorite <laughs> movie of the, of the last uh, 10 years, Mad Max Fury Road. It's the greatest movie made in the last 10 years. It's in my opinion, better than all the Marvel movies combined. Uh, That's just me though. Uh, But Tom Hardy's great in it. But the weird thing is he's literally and figuratively kind of a passenger in this movie. It really is Charlize Theron's movie and she crushes it. But I do really enjoy Tom Hardy's just weird grunting and his physicality. He's a different guy, but yeah, this is really this episode's a backdoor pilot for me to talk about Mad Max again. (laughs) It's the exception that makes the rule, right? So like the rule is that Ah, he elevates, uh, you know, stuff that's maybe not that great by being in it. And this is something that's so great that he really does just like take a backseat to it. You could probably plug any number of actors into the max role there and it would be fine. And Mm. you couldn't do that with some of the other roles. So it is the exception that makes yeah. the Tom Hardy role. But I like right. it. The I would proof. say, you know, it is, you know, it's Charlie's Theron's movie and it's it's funny because like I'm a huge Charlie's Theron fan too, so like the two of them together in a movie is like my dream casting because like I love her, like she's amazing and everything. Um but yeah, she's great in that movie. But he, I think, does a great job as Max. Like, he's playing it as, like, a guy who's, like, kind of forgotten, like, how to talk to other people. Like, he barely has any lines in that whole movie. Like you said, he just grunts and, like, you know, but he still he still has, like, weird affects. And, like, I just think he, like, really, like, knocks that role out of the park just by, you know, by being him. Yeah, it's like the 
the most he can do to connect with a human being in that film is tell her what his name is. Like yeah. that's as far as he can make it into becoming like a regular human. Like he's been so lost in the wasteland, right? But he does a lot right. with very little. Um, totally. Yeah, yeah. I hear Charlie Theron uh, would have given her left arm to be in a movie with Tom Hardy before this. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Got the robot. That'll be our next Legends episode is Charlie's Throne. We'll just go through all of Jacob's favorite actors. <laughs> yeah, how many bats can she take in her career? Many. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's in her contract. Um, and, it's, yeah. you know, it's funny talking about Mad Max. They're making... You know, they're making a prequel to that, I guess. That's still on, but it's, you know, a different actress playing her at a younger age. And I just have, like, not that much interest in that because I think what makes that movie so good partially is is the actors. And I feel like a prequel with a different actress isn't going to be as good. So, yeah, and I, I heard it's, feel about that. it's Queen's Gambit, you know, Anya Taylor-Joy supposedly going to oh, be the younger Furiosa. Well, Okay. But again, it's you can't take it from Charlize because she's a, no. just she's a the force queen. of nature in that yeah, movie. So. Yeah. We'll see. They also have Tom Hardy build here on IMDb as Mad Max The Wasteland. But we don't know, is that in development? I know these mm. sequels are all up in the air. I don't really think any of this has any development. So um, yeah. When it comes to I Mad guess, Max this, stuff, I'll believe it when I'm sitting in the theater. You know what I mean? Like... How how right. long did we wait in between the original movies and Fury Road? Like it's, I mean, even when I see what was it, it like eighty six yeah, to two thousand fifteen, it's like you know, another years. Happy Feet movie or something. Who knows? Yeah, yeah. Happy and, Feet Six yeah, with Mad Max. Yeah, continuity doesn't matter. I don't care about sequels. Happy Feet Six, maybe we'll get Mad Max by that time. But otherwise, we'll just have to wait for uh, Venom. Let there be carnage coming soon for our next uh, big Tom Hardy appearance. Right. Um, but yeah, Mad Max Fury Road. It's a perfect movie, and uh, yeah, it's great. But it is the one movie, like Joe said, where everything else is at his level, to where he almost doesn't stand out as much. Right. And it's the only right. one of his pieces of work where that happens. Like, think of The Revenant. True. Like, he's so... There's a bear in that movie, and he's out-acting the bear. <laughs> yeah, but I will say with, like, while I agree that you could plug in a different actor and it would still be a good movie, I don't think it would be as good, because I still think he would do a better job than, like, pretty much any actor that you put in there just by, you know, being this feral human, like he can do that better than anyone. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Well, I guess, you know, this is just kind of a general retrospective round table. What are some other good uh, examples of his work? Cause you know, we're a big Peaky Blinders family over here. I was, I was late to the party, but again, every time he's on the screen, you're just like, I just want you to talk forever. Yeah. His character in that is the best. Um, if you don't know Peaky Blinders, he plays a Jewish British gangster that uh, has like the weirdest like British accent that I've ever heard, and um, like he's barely intelligible sometimes. Like you can't really understand what he's saying half the time, but it's just he's so like magnetic in that role that it's like great. And when him and Cillian Murphy. Killian Murphy, I don't know what it is, mm-hmm. uh, but uh, when they're to like have scenes together, it's great, and because they're both like I love Cillian Murphy too. So it's Scarecrow like, and Bane, you know? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> there they go. There you go. Yeah, and then they do they do great together. Yeah, it's Solomon, Alfie Solomon, he's great. I don't know. Yeah. So if you haven't watched Peaky Blinders, he's not in it a ton, but when he is, it's awesome. You know, because that's yeah. what Tom Hardy do. Joe, do you have any other honorable Tom Hardy mentions that you? Uh, uh, 
I mean, I feel like we should talk a little bit about Nemesis, right? So in uh, one of the later Star Trek True. movies, is it the... It's either the last or second to last of the TNG era movies. I think it's. I think it's after Insurrection. I think it's the last. I think it's the yeah. last. Yeah, I think it, I think it, it pretty is much the last. killed it. It was <laughs> yeah. rebooted in like 2008 with the J.J. Yeah. Abrams. Yeah, and mm-hmm. he, he's playing Jean Luc Picard, like, essentially. You know what I yeah. mean? Like, what, given his age, his experience at the time, they must have believed in him so hard to be like, okay. You're you're going up against Patrick Stewart in thinky talk scenes. Good luck. Like any choose the scenery yeah. just as much, man. Like that is impressive right. for anyone, let alone someone who is that young in their career. Totally. And he's playing like an evil Picard. He's a mm-hmm. clone of Picard that's evil. Yeah. And it's great. Yeah, and he, he really does chew the scenery. It's not my favorite one, obviously, but um, it, it almost felt like when I was going back to watch the clips just to see Tom Hardy's acting in this again, like it was like I'm watching the Picard TV show because Patrick Stewart still is like older looking in this than he was in the, the episodes. So it's like right. this could just be a weird like just bring Shenzon back in Picard season two <laughs> and give me Tom Hardy. Like just yeah. do it again. Why not? Well. I, I think that the, the Picard show has a lot more in common with the TNG movies than the actual show because the yeah. movies were a lot more action heavy and just like the show, just like the, the new show. And I just like when I watch the new show, not to make this a Picard episode, but I just it doesn't remind me of TNG. It just reminds me more of the movies. Right. If right. If you threw Tom Hardy in there, would it remind you more of TNG? <laughs> You just that would be amazing for, if Tom Hardy just came back to play one of his first movie roles ever as uh, Shinzon. Yeah, like, let him get incredible. another crack at it. Like, you just do a weird time travel thing. It's like Shinzon's back haunting Picard's past. Just go for it. I don't care. Yeah. Like, I would actually not? be more interested in that than anything that I can imagine yeah. right now. And speaking of Picard, I don't know if you saw him. Like, there's a trailer for season two out. With no Q, baby. I don't know. Okay, Q's, Q. Yeah, Q's coming back, and then, um, uh, yeah, I mean, it looks, it looks, eh, I don't know. You know how we felt about season right. one. Well, if you want to see the genesis of Picard's life and story, you can check out Star Trek Nemesis, but one chapter of that life to catch up on Picard, starring Tom Hardy, and we've yes. done it, brought it back to the episode. I have another great segue. I watched recently a movie uh, on HBO called Stuart, A Life in Reverse. And this is, I think, 2007. Yeah, it's like an indie film that has Tom Hardy and um, Benedict Cumberbatch. And it was made by the BBC. And it's based on a true story of a writer who wrote a biography about an alcoholic homeless man. And so Tom Hardy is obviously the alcoholic homeless man. And um, Benedict Cumberbatch is the writer. So it's based on a true story. It's like kind of a really sad story about this guy and how he became how he ended up. And, you know his tragic life. Um, the director doesn't treat the material, I think with the gravity it deserves, especially being a true story. But again, Tom Hardy is elevating every single scene he's in. He's magnetic in it. So it, again, it's just like Joe's the, the rule of Tom Hardy, even if it's a movie that's not good, he's going to be the best thing in it. Right. And that's what happened here. The savior of mediocrity, Tom Hardy. Yeah. Wow. Put that on a shirt.
but uh, that was my <laughs> other connection is we get uh, Shinzon, Tom Hardy, and then we have Benedict Cumberbatch, Khan, both would go on to be uh, big bads in Star Trek movies, uh, you know, in their yeah. careers. Doctor yeah. Strange yeah. and That's Venom, true. there you go. And they're going to connect again in the multiverse of madness and bring right. all the Spider-Mans in. <laughs> It'll um, be weird. I'll throw out some some honorable mentions. Well, first of all, the one role that I don't like of Tom Hardy's is mm. actually the movie Inception, which I think is a decent movie, but I don't like him in that movie because he's that's like the one movie where he's playing a completely like straight man. Like he's just a normal like like he, does, he doesn't I, have a weird accent or anything. He's just a guy. I forgot he was and in I thought, it, to be honest. Yeah, he's part of the crew, you know, with mm. Joseph Gordon-Levitt and Leo and Elliot, uh, Elliot Page. Um, but to me, he's like the least interesting character in that movie because he doesn't really do anything. He doesn't have a cool accent. He's just there. So I don't know why he was even in that. I guess Christopher Nolan was just wanted to work with him again, but um, didn't, didn't that like was that before, one as much. Um, before The Dark Knight Rises, right? That must have been like his ah, test. true, true. Because that was in between The Dark Knight and uh, The Dark Knight Rises. So he probably was like, all right, mm-hmm. you're going to be in my Batman yeah. movie. You can be in my not James Bond movie. He's that also in, um, yeah, he's also in the Christopher Nolan movie Dunkirk. But he basically, he has like a mask over his face, like a helmet on his face the whole time to the point where you oh, literally like wouldn't a fighter even know pilot. it was him. Yeah. Um, but he, he never actually like reveals his face. So you wouldn't even know it was him if you didn't know in a way. So that's kind of an interesting role. And then, um, uh, what else? Uh, he was in some, uh, guy, Richie movie, like rock and roll. Right. And then he was in the movie layer cake, which I actually like a lot, which is directed by Matthew Vaughn, um, who did the, the Kingsman movies, but this was before Kingsman. If you haven't seen it, layer cake is actually a really good movie with, uh, Daniel Craig, James Bond. Um, mm-hmm. it's a fun, it's a fun movie. So uh, it's like a British gangster movie, like Guy Ritchie's type movies, um, and he plays a British gangster. So nice. That's a good one. If you like Snatch and all, the, all those movies, I would I would check it out. Yeah, yeah. And again, I was doing research too. He he makes interesting choices that I haven't seen this yet. But there's a movie called Lock, and it's basically I guess just him in a car having conversations on the phone for like mm. the whole movie. But that it's is, like he makes it really interesting, I guess. I right. haven't checked it out, but I've, I heard like, you know, it's just a weird choice. And you're mentioning all the Christopher Nolan connections and working with Leo. It's like he didn't even want to do The Revenant until Leo was like, hey, buddy, read the script. Come on. You know, it's like. Yeah. And he's, he's great weirdly, in that. Yeah. He's, he's amazing. He's got a great accent. Yeah. Yeah. Give him an accent. He's he needs an accent. He's doing an old-timey American <laughs> frontiersman type accent. 10 out of 10 accent. all of his performances yeah. exclusively on the accent. That is the only <laughs> oh, yeah. I think so. I think here. so. I think by one accent, other, Alfie Solomon is my number one. That's, if I'm ranking it by when, accent. When I was first watching Peaky Blinders and I got to the point where he shows up, I did not know he was going to be in the show beforehand. No. He shows up and I like... I was so excited. I was like, I could not believe that Tom Hardy was there and doing a weird accent. I was like... I was like in heaven. Jackpot, yeah. <laughs> uh, another movie I wanted to mention that I haven't seen, but this is a Legends episode, right? He was in a movie called Legend where he plays twins and he plays both characters and they're like different. They're British identical gangsters, twins. right? 
Yeah, but they have um, like different personalities. So one's like the more straight lace guy who wears glasses or whatever. And then the other one is like the more like hothead and gets in fights. So yeah. I kind of want to watch that just to see two Tom Hardys in a movie. Two, Har- two Tom, two Hardy. Yeah, two, let's go. Two Tom, two Hardy. No one saw the uh, Crazy Capone movie he made either. We're doing an episode about this guy. We haven't seen his latest movie. Haven't uh, seen the, the Capone movie. No. The Capone oh, one, no. I haven't. Yeah, he just like not. crazy no. prosthetic work. You see, um, like Al Capone mm. through the years. I'm pretty sure it's Tom Hardy. I think so. Could yeah, it's wrong. him. It's, oh, yep. there we go. Yeah, <laughs> no, yeah. he's he's Capone. There's wow, a yeah. lot of, you know, as big of a Tom Hardy fan as I am, there's actually a lot of movies I haven't seen that he's in. So, as a thing, I think he, he's well known, but I think there's a lot of his work that even we're not familiar with personally, and a lot of kind of understated like that. Steward of Life Backwards, not a great movie, but like a fascinating performance, you know, and it's just like yeah. this guy, you can just watch him kind of do anything. And there's you know, even a, yeah, there's a movie called Lawless where he's like a bootlegger. It's like him and Shia LaBeouf. Gary Oldman. Gary Oldman. Yeah. Right. If you look at that pairing, I think Gary Oldman's like his idol. So like getting to work with him a couple times on different projects. Oh, yeah. was oh big Tinker, for him. Ta- Tinker Taylor, Soldier Spy, Soldier which Spy. is another great movie. If you've seen that movie, it's a, it's a classic spy thriller. Um, great, great yeah. movie. Yeah. And I Gary briefly Oldman mentioned, another, I think, Warrior like, at some point. He's like another chameleon, oh, yeah, though. So, like, those guys working together is totally like two totally. people who just entirely disappear into shit. Absolutely. Yeah, and you could see how, like, that definitely influenced Tom Hardy's style, you know? When we got Gary Oldman in The Fifth Element versus Gary Oldman in The Professional... Or yeah. anything else. It's like, oh, Gary Oldman, man? yeah. He totally yeah. disappears in the roles a lot. And even uh, Christian Bale, obviously, he worked with him on Batman. And Christian mm-hmm. Bale, known for changing his weight and, uh, you know, gaining and losing a lot of weight or muscle for different roles. That's kind of something he's known for. These British guys, they're, they're, what's wrong with you? Who, yeah. yeah, that's method. Yeah. And then again, yeah, Daniel Warrior uh, was a great kind of, probably the best MMA movie, right? Warrior, yeah. I mean, in my opinion. Yeah. So he's done a that's I mean that's Tom Hardy of it all. You know, yeah, and then a, the one the one traditional rom com that he was in, This Means War, uh not a very good movie. Directed by Mick G. Um not a very good director. <laughs> no. It's like a it's um, him and uh yeah. wasn't it written as a spy versus spy movie and then they just ditched the spy versus spy of it, but like kept well, the it's black basically, and white motifs. Yeah. yeah. It's 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 kind of they're both spies that are like fall for the same girl and then they use their like spy methods to like you know get at each other or whatever. Yeah, no, uh, I mean a, I could be making movie. this up, but I'm pretty sure it was written as a um a literal adaptation of Spy vs. Spy, the old you know where you would have the all black spy and the mm-hmm. all white spy like do yeah. stuff to each other. Oh, okay, it was, yeah, it was yeah. written as an adaptation of that. That's and then, funny. Like, Halfway through development, they just like ditched that and made a regular rom com with two handsome people and Reese Witherspoon. Not to say she's not handsome, but. right? But they are like okay. CIA agents in that movie, so that's that's very funny. Yeah, uh, yeah, but yeah, funny. just seeing just seeing Tom Hardy as a normal guy like trying to win over a girl played by Reese Witherspoon, it just didn't seem right to me. You know? Now, what yeah. I'm way more interested in is where we're going next, which is you know Venom uh, Two: Let There Be Carnage. You're going to Let get there be carnage. Yeah. Woody Harrelson versus Tom Hardy. That's right. In a who can be more bad shit competition. 
Like, all that movie needs is, like, throwing Nick Cage in there as, like, doppelganger or something like that. And those are the three, like, biggest wild <laughs> cards. Like, I cannot yeah. wait to watch those two dudes, like, just just make the weirdest choices with each other. <laughs> you know they're going to. You know it's going to totally. be so weird. <laughs> totally. Yeah. I think that's a great way to kind of walk out of this section as we kind of speculate a little bit about, yeah, let there be carnage. Because with the weird choices, beginning with Woody Harrelson's wig down to what performance choices are they going to make? I mean, Who knows? yeah, I, 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 I thought I kind of didn't like Venom, right? I watched it, but now I'm like really getting the soft spot for Tom Hardy. And I'm like, you yeah. know, it actually, he was pretty good in it. You know, it's well, like the story had some issues, but Tom Hardy was good. So yeah, I'm down for carnage. It's to me, it's like, it's not a terrible movie. To me, it's like on the level of like a lot of bad superhero movies, but it's elevated by his performance in just him being so kind of batshit. But let me ask you this. Who is your favorite Eddie Brock? Tom Hardy or Topher Grace? Who do you prefer? <laughs> I would prefer well, to like watch him fight in a cage. That is. But only in character where you have like schmarmy Topher Grace and confused Tom Hardy. Yeah. Well, maybe in, if this whole Spider-Verse thing really happens, we can get the face-to-face in the cage with Bonesaw, right? Um, <laughs> Bonesaw I'm gonna have to go, is ready. Bonesaw yeah. is ready. I'm ready too, Bonesaw. <laughs> that can't, that's not possible, you know, Macho Man Randy Savage, R.I.P., but... Yeah, but we could at least get Topher Grace and, and Tom yeah. Hardy, which, yes. again, obviously TG... Is not as strong as TH, so you got to go with Tom Hardy. That's right. The G is one That's letter right. too short. Yeah. You almost had him, Topher. <laughs> couldn't get, yeah. couldn't let, I'm excited about uh, Let There Be Carnage, though, for sure. So, Tom Hardy out here, I would love to see it folded in the MCU and just get those accents out here, dude. My hope Absolutely. is that they just, like, don't try to make it better. That, like, because, like, I'll be honest, like, to me, Venom, if you take Tom Hardy out, it is god-awful. Like, Daredevil, Ben Affleck. I'd yeah, put yeah. Ben Affleck's Daredevil above yeah. it if you take Tom Hardy out. Um, but with it, like, I don't know, man. Yeah. It's just, it's there's something about watching him who is in an entirely different movie than the rest of the cast. So I really hope that in 2, you have Carnage, who is an entirely different movie than Venom, and Venom, who is an entirely different movie than Carnage, and then the rest of the scenery, which is in yes. the same sort of like, you know, Linkin Park soundtrack, edgy teenage uh, superhero movie. Paramilitary guards. Yes. Yeah. No, but then you have yeah, like... and all the scenery and, gets devoured. Yeah. Oh, I want it. I'm here for that. I got like, please don't mm-hmm. try to make that movie better. Just, just keep going the same trajectory and just add more and more crazy character Let actors. it go off the rails. Yeah. Please. Totally. We're going to get, yeah, then bring Jared Leto in eventually. We'll have vampire Jared Leto. Hell yeah. All the craziest Which, actors. Yeah. Just get I can't believe the they're even making that movie. But, Give me uh, Gary Oldman. It's Norman Osborn. Let's just yeah. go wild. Oh, now we're talking. Give me a universe without Spider-Man and all of his villains played by the craziest people in Hollywood. That's the only way it would work. <laughs> all right well thanks for taking this ride uh along the the tom hardy career train we're gonna be uh, wrapping yeah. it up with our final thoughts on the man the myth the legend tom hardy right after this because one is the loneliest number that you'll ever do 
We're back on the most random episode so far of Normies Like Us, the, the Tom right. Hardy Legends episode. But weirdly, Everyone's been uh, asking for it. Yeah, finally, your, your wishes are demand. Um, weirdly, a very fun one to record, you know, so thanks, uh, Joe and Jacob, for joining me. Colin will be back. Uh, he's on vacay uh, doing some accent training, I presume. <laughs> Uh, so we'll get the whole band back together. But yeah, Tom Hardy, any any final thoughts um, before we get out of here? Um, you know, if you uh, clicked on this episode, seeing that it was called uh, Legends Tom Hardy and you listened to the whole thing, then I appreciate you. Thank you very much. <laughs> and I hope that you love Tom Hardy as much as we do. And, uh, you know, he's the best. What else can I say? Yeah. I guess you can't say much more than that. <laughs> He's he's fine. I like Tom Hardy enough, I guess. Final thoughts, Tom Hardy. Thumbs up, buddy. I'll, I'll give him I'll give him the old thumbs up. He makes bad stuff watchable and uh he blends into good stuff without taking uh too much of the scenery away from characters like Furiosa, so he, uh, he's just the right amount of spice. You know, he, he blends into the background of good stuff and he mm. elevates bad stuff. Uh, Tom Hardy, you got the Schwarzenegger effect with him, but ultimately, uh, I'm here for him. He's good. I gotta go look. My final, uh, final thought here is if we can make an episode about Tom Hardy when Tom Hardy ain't got much going on right now, we can do an episode about anything. So please <laughs> write in. You want to, you want to hear us talk about like mask or dino riders or street sharks. Like we can do any of that. So I'm very confident Yo. in our ability to, to make content and episodes on just about anything. So yeah, Tom Hardy, you, you did it, buddy. Well, we you decided gave me a that, confidence uh, boost. <laughs> we said, you know, Venom is Venom. Let there be carnage is coming out in september so that's that's as close enough of a tie-in that we can we can make for this random episode (laughs) yeah but i mean tom's tom hardy it's it's been long deserved he deserves a legend episode (laughs) more than tom cruise more than tom hanks more than tom hiddleston more than tom clancy all right that's right no other (laughs) tom Tom can beat him maybe tom york the singer from radiohead that's the only one in my opinion honestly tom cruise would be fun because he hangs on airplanes but maybe Tom York will get the jump on there. Uh, good another transition then. Um, street Sharks episode. Joe, great idea. Vin Diesel did a Street Sharks commercial for the rubber hand puppets, the punchers, right? And then we, we go. got Fast 9 coming well, up I just want to uh, say, uh, you yeah. know, t- Tom Cruise might hang on to airplanes, but Tom Hardy crashes airplanes. So. Oh, man. You merely <laughs> hung on to the airplane. I crashed it. <laughs> I was born in the airplane right. crash. Right. In, in the crash of it. And this man, metal got stuck to my face. I didn't see a blockbuster until I was a man. <laughs> oh, oh my God. Thank you for listening, Dorbys. Be sure to go to Dorbys Like Us on social media. And um, like, share, subscribe, iTunes, YouTube, all that good stuff. Thanks for uh, checking out the Tom Hardy Extravaganza Legends episode. Again, we can cover anything. I would love to do Dino Riders. That is right up my alley, <laughs> just it. like Street Sharks. So write it in, people. And thank you very much. This has been Mike Hardy. Joe Hardy. Cobb Hardy.
<laughs> See you later, Hardy, Hardy Boys. Hardy Boys <laughs> Signing <out>. off. <laughs> I was born in the darkness. My name is Optimus Prime, leader of the Autobots. If you don't like, share, subscribe, or visit our YouTube, remember, I will kill you. I think a real Tom Hardy intro, though, it would have to be like this the entire time. <laughs> 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 Welcome back to Nobis Like Us. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly.